This episode of the 501st Cast is dedicated to Denio Caerio, DZ14086, from Novo Imperio Garrison, who passed away on July 25th. As you welcomed so many in our community, we now welcome you into the 501st Hall of Eternal Legionnaires. We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned to global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate decades of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. Give me regular reports, please. Right. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Vader's Fist. This is episode 118 for September 2019, and here are your hosts, myself, Joe, T.I., and S.L. 12743. Oh, and Marcus, TK14057. This is Nikki, DZ8397. And Todd, TBTI10078. And in honor of episode 118, I just wanted to give a really quick shout out to Tom, TK118 in Midwest Garrison. I know you love looking for stuff that has your number in it. So here we are. Well, now the 501st Legion is currently at 14,254 members with 29,240 approved costumes in the Legion. And uh, our newest member listed on 501st.com at the time of recording is Diego, SL69999, as Starkiller for Spanish Garrison's Esquadron Sur. Uh, That's uh, South Squadron there. Uh, In this episode, we attend two mega East Coast cons in the United States, raise thousands of dollars for Make-A-Wish, and help with a trooper's marriage proposal. Stay tuned. Recent news. Just a couple of additions to our costume reference library since our last episode. The Clone Trooper Detachment has marked both the Phase 2 Jetpack Trooper and Phase 1 Sheave, cold weather gear ready for GML approval. And the Imperial Office Corps is proud to add the CRL for the First Order crew uniform to their roster. As always, you can check out links to our new CRLs in our show notes. Thanks again to the Legion membership team for these updates. Hi, this is Alvin Johnson, founder of the Fighting Follow First Legion, and you're listening to the Follow First cast. Vader's Fist! So, um, I, at the end of August, I, um, my, my girlfriend and I took a trip to, to the West Coast, to the Bay Area. <clears throat> Initially, the weekend was planned for the um, Galaxy's Edge opening at Walt Disney World, but we had the fortune of going two weeks earlier, or two weeks early, um, around the 10th of August, for the cast member preview. So, we um, switched that end of August day to the West Coast. Um, so we um, had three things planned, which were still up, um, up you know, n- not not really set in stone, two of those things. Um, on <clears throat> Friday, we got to actually visit um, Skywalker Ranch, which was my second time and which was, again, an extraordinary experience. 
uh, because you do learn something new every day in, in that one hour tour. Plus I got to visit the shop, which I couldn't do the first time. And I raided the shop, um, which was good. Um, the second tour of that day was at Lucasfilm at the Presidio. Um, a lot of the Lucasfilm employees were either not there that day because of a long weekend or were still recovering from D23 or um, other reasons. So, But we, we did get um, that tour, um, which was, again, awesome. The store was closed, which was a blessing in a way um, because that prevented me from spending more money. Um, and then the Saturday was the Ranch Obi-Wan tour with um, six other like-minded uh, people and um, Dwayne, the um, one of the what do you call him? I guess tour guides. A docent. Yes, thanks. Thank you. Uh, Dwayne, one of the docents, um, did the tour, and we all met Steve um, afterwards. Um, Dwayne is actually a member of the Golden Gate Garrison, and he is one of the Darth Vader's there. So that was that was pretty cool. And that was it. It was really a short trip. We got there Thursday night we left Sunday morning but it was just a whirlwind of emotions and a lot of a lot of good things that was my wow. experience yeah, yeah you packed in a lot of fun in just like two days <laughs> yeah. we did yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I overspent when I got to go to the Lucasfilm and, and the Skywalker Ranch stores too and it's like it was a good thing most of the stuff was clothing that I bought because I could like just jam it into the suitcase like squash it all together <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> I went to Lucasville last year. I made it to the lobby. That was about it. Um, but so to get the tour and get a shop and everything, like what did you get to yeah. see on the tour? Like was it offices, oh, uh, displays? Um, oh, at uh, Skywalker Ranch? Um, uh, at uh, was it Presidio is what I was thinking of. But Oh, yeah. um, so at the Presidio, it was, it's, yeah, it was, you know, a guided tour um, by one of the employees there. And, they, you know, obviously don't show you, you know, there's no time to show you everything and there's only a little, you know, a few things we're allowed to see. Um, so nothing behind closed doors really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they have a lot of, they have a lot of costumes in the hallways. Um, they had the new, um, the, the red, uh, clo- the red uh, first order trooper. He was on display um, as well as the, the jet pack trooper that was shown at D23. He was on display. Um, just you know, little you know statues, sort of like you know strewn around in, in every uh, you know nook and corner, really that you can see. Um, that was you know that that we were allowed to see. Um, so it was that was interesting. It was interesting to see like walls you know dedicated to the FX crew, for example. Um, they had um, little pictures of the entire you know visual effects crew from like from the very beginning to the to, to end game. So you had maybe, you know, 60 frame pictures of um, people working on a particular film. Um, so that was, that was pretty amazing. Um, they had a lot of props in the hallways and, um, you know, you got to take pictures so that that was, that was a plus. Um, but yeah, overall it was like an hour tour and um, it's, you know, it was, it's pretty, it's always interesting because there's always something new. Uh, my last one was, you know, about two years ago, and a lot of the new displays were not there back then. And there's always something to see, and something something to learn. Every, I guess, every guide um, has its own, you know, spiel. I guess what what to talk about and um, what to what what to focus on. So, but they're very knowledgeable, and 
I mean, you, can, you always you know take take a lot back, I guess, of, of what you what you do there. At Skywalker Ranch, you um, get to visit the main house, um, the first floor uh, only, and you get you get to see the library, which is absolutely amazing. It has a um, orange dome, like a glass dome, and so when the when the light shines through, or, or I guess daylight in general, um, it it gives its you know it gives the entire library like an orange hue and which is really really interesting um it makes you you know just look around in awe and, and look up at the at the dome um it's really really amazing and the entire history behind the ranch is something that um is you know it's it's exciting uh because you know it still belongs to George lucas and he, the guy said you know he could show up at any time you know if there's a car parked on out front in front of the main house that's he's the only one allowed to do that that means he's he's there um so he wasn't there that day but that was that was pretty well to know that uh just you know comes and goes as he pleases and uh you know it's um, it could happen it hasn't happened yet but could happen to uh maybe on the next tour who knows so but, what um, are the guys what yeah. are the main operations at skywalker ranch i mean is, that's where skywalker sound is right yeah that's probably the biggest i would say the biggest um a part of that it's it's in a separate building but we got to eat at the cafeteria um near the um i guess the workout the the, the, the fitness center and he had a lot of people from skywalker sound walking over um so i think that that makes up the majority of of employees there you have the you know the librarian that's one person you have a separate cafeteria in the main house um i don't know exactly who goes i ate there before but i don't know exactly who you know if if you have a choice to eat you know either there or um in the fitness building but um so that's the main thing there's also the archives are also there um which is a total no-go um for Mm -hmm. mortals so um so i think that's that's majority and then you have another you have another big rock ranch which is which is on, on the other side of the hill that's where the um, summit conference center is. Um, you have people working there um, as well, but that's like a fifty-minute hike across the hill. Um, so we did. We didn't go there. Uh, you can also enter it from the street, but um, that's um, we we didn't get get to go that um, get to go on that on that tour. Um, they have a Yoda statue in front of that building at the Big Rock Ranch, so that was pretty cool. Um, I mean there those Yoda statues are throughout um, that area, but um, there's one at Presidio, as you know, you probably saw that, Todd. Every time I see pictures now, all I can hear is, this is the Star Wars show! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In my head. <laughs> but yeah, it's it was another, uh, it was like an hour, hour and a half, I think it was two hours total we spent there, um, including, you know, in the shop, and you know, you gotta sign in, you gotta sign a DNA, uh, sorry, NDA, you probably have to give your DNA too, but I didn't do that last, <laughs> this time. Um, you can take you can take pictures, but you cannot post them on social media outlets. You can really just keep them to yourself, you know, and and, and admire them. I guess um, you cannot take any pictures inside the buildings, um, just just outside, and you have to be in the picture. So yeah, it's pretty pretty strict. You got to sign that, that NDA when you enter, um, and then. Uh, you have a nice little NDA sticker on the back of your driver's license, which I still do. And then when you um, when you drive back, you return your parking permit, and that's it. 
the links to those pictures will not be in the show notes for today's no, no. podcast. <laughs> no. If I want to go back, no. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Good for you. It was exciting. So then I guess you can also tell us about, like, compare uh, Walt Disney World's Galaxy Edge opening with uh, Joe's experience at Disneyland's. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it was, again, it was the cast member preview. So the, the, um, is that the one you went to, Joe? Uh, yeah, I went to a cast member preview out here. Yeah. And you okay, went to the one in okay. Florida. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you had, um, as soon as the registration opened, I guess you had, um, you were able to choose, you know, a date. It was any time between the 1st and the 15th of August and then a certain time and then also a certain, uh, experience you want to have. So, um, those spots were gone pretty quickly. Uh, um, like in general, so we were lucky to get a spot in, on the on the tenth, which was a Saturday, and uh, it was a four hour window, and we chose Sabre's workshop where you built your lightsaber, as well as uh, I think that was it. Um, you got to do the, yeah, that was that was that was it. Um, either we had the choice of going to the cantina or do the do the workshop with a lightsaber. Um, so we got the. Uh, lightsaber one we showed up about half an hour early and they let us in at, at that time um, so and in general like you weren't kicked out after four hours you could really stay there all day if you wanted to um, but again after you know it's such an onslaught of of, of, experience, of uh, I guess emotions and um, experiences that um, it's I think after four hours you're you're pretty much done with with you know everything you exhausted mentally and it was Really, really hot there. Um, plus, it was raining, so we were we were drenched, and we, but we were happy. Um, but we got in, uh, like I said, a bit earlier, and we got our service workshop, um, you know, um, appointment. I guess um, pretty much right after, like after fifteen minutes. So, uh, um, but overall, it was it wasn't too full. Um, there was one four hour, I guess, um, group before us. And then another one after us, but it never felt like you were, you know, shoulder to shoulder or you had to wait that long. It was, I know it looked different on on opening day on the 29th, but, um, it was definitely manageable. And, um, speaking of the experience, I mean, I, I sort of, you know, what I saw in pictures and in videos, I sort of knew what to expect, um, like what to see at least, but the experience itself was, um, was simply amazing. You know, we walked through this tunnel uh, and essentially once you walk through the tunnel, um, you're, you know, you're in, in Black Spire Outpost in, in, in essentially. So you look back, you don't, you don't see really anything anymore. You look around, you don't see anything. You don't see anything out of the park. You don't hear anything. All you hear is the natural sounds of, of um, Black Spire around you. You know, you, you hear electricity, you hear you know, wildlife, um, some murmuring. So you're really there in essence. And it was really well done. I have to say, I, I felt immersed. I felt, um, at home in a way because, um, you know, who wouldn't want to be in, in Star Wars. Um, so that was, that was really quite the experience. And, you know, there were some, some tear jerkers seeing the Falcon for the first time, just, you know, it, it, it comes out of nowhere essentially you walk around the corner and it's there. Um, and then just, just, you know, just, uh, it's so massive. 
uh, you know, it feels like you're on a movie set. Uh, definitely, definitely worth worth going there if, if you guys get the chance. The Falcon ride was amazing. Um, the wait was not long, 30 minutes at most. Um, we got to do it twice. And um, it's, yeah, you're, you're so busy with everything that you're, that you're tasked to do that, um, you know, you're, you're, uh, you know, shoot the harpoons or, or, you know, fire this and, and then go to hyper, go to hyperspace here. You know, it all depends what, what kind of, what, what position you're assigned to. Um, but again, it's, I don't want to, you know, give away too much. I mean, everything is out there anyway to see, but I, um, I made the point not to look in detail of, of what to expect. Um, it's worth a trip for sure. From what I yeah. understand, uh, Galaxy's Edge in Florida, although it's not an exact mirror of the one out here uh, in California, it is very, very similar, almost identical. The, the shape mm-hmm. of the uh, the land um, is a little bit different mm-hmm. because you've got more room to play with, obviously, at, at, at the Florida park. Whereas in California, mm-hmm. it's very conf- confining in a sense that well, the, the land itself isn't confining, but they were limited with uh, the kind of space that they had to work with. Um but yeah, comparing the Florida Galaxy's Edge to California, it's almost identical, uh, except for maybe the overall shape of of how it's all planned out. And uh, so, whenever I look online at pictures from uh, Galaxy's Edge, I never know if it's from Florida or California. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one thing that stood out to me, of course, uh, when I was in the queue for the Millennium Falcon, um, you're kind of in a walkway, kind of over uh, for part of it. You're in a walkway overlooking the Falcon, and you, you, mm-hmm. you kind of look down, and you can see all the fine details on the Falcon, mm-hmm. including the the power cables and and uh, the, these. Uh, it's just hard to describe. It is so detailed. It looks like a ship that's there in port, getting ref- uh, getting filled up with yeah. gas and and uh, well, <laughs> you know, whatever uh, you know. I guess ships require it. it actually, yeah. get the feel like you're actually at a spaceport. And did you get that kind of impression when you were there? Oh, for sure. Um, again, you know, you could see. Um, you know, if you don't want to end of the ride, you can still pretty much. I would say, you know see maybe three quarters of the Falcon. You, you don't see the backside, but, um, but, you know, just standing, like you said, you, they were cables, you know, attached to the Falcon, like as if they were being refueled in, um, you know, boxes and crates just, just lying around as, you know, if, if the Falcon is being, you know, refilled with, with foodstuffs or whatever. Um, but once you enter the ride, like, like you said, it's you're essentially inside the spaceport and it's, it, it hugs, you know, the, the back side, I guess, of, of the Falcon. And, um, you're on three different levels. I think you can see every detail. You can see the landing struts. You can see, you know, the engines are on. You know, they're shimmering, you know, blue. Um, and but there's so much to see. Uh, you know, inside the spaceport too. Just so many small details and uh, just amazing. Uh, what people just come up with and then what what they deem important to include, which to me was everything was was important to include and um but yeah just seeing the falcon through um especially on from the top uh, looking down um and seeing all the details all the angles and um you know what you essentially know from the toys and from the movie and movies and uh uh, it's, it's, it's simply amazing, astonishing. Um, and there was a restaurant nearby, like a, like an in, indoor restaurant, and um, it was all grimy and just you know I, 
the, there's a picture of me posting uh, it somewhere. You, you know, you sit next to that window, you look outside through the grime, through you know whatever, and you see the Falcon like you know sitting there as if you like in the spaceport, in the restaurant at the spaceport, waiting for the departure. You know, just getting a quick bite to eat before you have to board the, the Falcon. Um, just that that experience was um, looking back at that was was still um, really breathtaking. You said it was raining, and uh, so did, yeah. I was wondering: Did you get any of that character interaction with Kylo and and the stormtroopers walking around? Were they out there uh, despite the the weather at all? Well, I mean, it didn't rain much. It, maybe a total of like maybe twenty minutes straight. I mean, downpour like you know the skies all opened up, and then it was then it was over. Uh, when we first entered the the park, um, the uh, we saw Chewie working on an X wing and working with somebody um you know interacting um we saw the resistance spy at some point um we saw two first order stormtroopers kind of just on a mission you know walking pretty fast from a to b um we didn't see kylo we didn't see anybody being harassed i guess by the by the troopers um there was interaction with the you know, with the denizens, I guess, of of Black Spire, you know, you you stop him, you say, you know, like, we made a point of, make, you know, starting conversation, like, you know, where are you from? Uh, you know, they said, oh, we're like, I'm like an hour away from here, um, you know, f- from whatever part of, of the planet, and, um, you know, so, you know, what are you doing here? So they all had a little, they all knew what to say, I guess, or they all knew how to maybe improvise on the spot, um, so there was there was that um, for sure. Um, I, I wish there would have been a little bit more, I guess. Um, but maybe um, they were just you know, trying out things, and then maybe starting the 29th, they were doing it in full force. I don't, I don't know, but the, the it's, it definitely felt like they weren't just you know cast members. It definitely felt they were people living there and, and working there. And um, so that was and and the food. I thought, um, yeah, we tried. Um, not everything, but we tried a lot. Um, we didn't get go to the cantina, or we didn't get in line to drink the blue or the green milk. Um, but we tried a lot of the um, the meat items they have, and everything was was pretty good. Um, the desserts were pretty good, and the overall, I guess, arrangement was was good. Definitely recommendable. Excellent. So the the other thing that has happened you kind of mentioned it before your um tour for lucasfilm was d23 um obviously star wars has a much bigger presence at this uh convention nowadays it used to just be something for disney fans but obviously now that star wars is part of disney um they have definitely been beefing up the coverage um so we get to learn more about the mandalorian uh during the convention they had tons of of costumes on display, as you were saying, the Sith Trooper and the, um, what was the other one? Jetpack. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the announcement that they finally confirmed that Ewan McGregor was coming back as Obi-Wan. Woo-hoo! That's the, that's the biggest one. Yeah. I heard that they just so. revealed, uh, earlier this week that, um, it's supposed to take place, I think about eight years after revenge of the Sith. Uh-huh. 
will Luke Skywalker, well, he, he'll be a, what, an eight-year-old little boy then. Sure. Uh, I wonder if they'll show that because um, it's not going to be obviously a Skywalker-centric series. But I wonder if Kenobi will kind of show his uh, watching over Luke from afar. Mm-hmm. And uh, will we have uh, Darth Maul versus Kenobi round two at all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would hope that they would sort of allude to the fact that he's supposed to be watching over Luke because why else would he be there? Well, Jedi just like to go into hiding. You know, that's just what they do. In and very specific planets, apparently. Yeah, but yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I, I, you know, uh, so looking forward to seeing Ewan McGregor back as Obi Wan. He did. He was, you know, really, you know, one of the best parts of the uh, prequel trilogy, definitely. And you know, for him to want to inhabit that character again, and for us to, you know, see more of what's going on, you know, maybe he's not just watching over Luke. Maybe you know there are other things that he's, you know, making sure he's keeping things away from Luke and Tatooine, and you know, so whatever adventures they, uh, you know, want to bring us, I am definitely on board. I guess it's kind of impossible for them to have a round two, seeing as how Darth Maul met his end, spoiler alert, uh, in uh, Rebels versus uh, Obi-Wan. But um, I wonder if it could continue the storyline that uh, was kind of followed in uh, Solo, because uh, that's right around the same mm-hmm. time period, is it not? When Solo came, uh, when, when Solo was going on, it was about eight years after uh, the pre... Yeah, eight years after Revenge of the Sith. So I think uh, Kenobi might be an interesting way to continue that storyline. I agree. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you're listening to the 501st cast. This is the cast you're looking for. And now a word from one of our sponsors. Janoska, we've been walking in this jungle for hours, and all you've been doing is texting. Oh, it's no problem. With my new Rind comlink, I can get a clear signal no matter where I am, and the new service plan gives me unlimited text. General, we're running out of supplies. With unlimited web service, I can access millions of locations where we can get takeout or delivery. Who wants to order from Dexter's? But General, do we even know where the enemy is? Sure. I just updated my service plan to include GPS tracking, so finding them is a snap. And with the new calling circle, I get no additional charges whenever they call. Execute order 66. Uh, General? I know, right? If you had the Vrint Mobile plan, we could have gotten that same call at no extra charge. New Vrint Mobile. Unlimited mobile web, texting, and calling when you really need it. So, what is Order 66? Oh. Don't be stuck using some old-fashioned brand communicator. Go with Vrint. If we want you to know, we will tell you. Mission reports. This next mission report definitely had to go at the top, as it's the first time we've had a report that I recall from Gibraltar on the 501st cast. As some may know, Gibraltar is a British overseas territory south of Spain, just above North Africa. It's a city country of over 30,000 people, and it was a strategic point during World War II. But in 501st Legion terms, our United Kingdom garrison is in charge of event coordination, and they just had a large event with guests from Spanish garrison and our newly reinstated Israel outpost. 
On August 17th, they gathered to troop the 11th annual charity cardboard boat race, an event that raised just over 5,200 pounds. Sean, TA-22201, an Imperial tank commander for UKG, works in Gibraltar and appreciated the support from his fellow 501st unit, so much so that he presented his guest troopers with the Gibraltar Service Award, which I'm assuming is something he cooked up for a special recognition of those who come to troop in his little neck of the woods. So thanks for that report, Sean. And hopefully next year we'll see some Star Wars-themed cardboard boats. I watched the video and I did not see any Star Mm Wars-themed cardboard boats. I saw Batman 1 and a pirate ship and a Viking ship, I think. So we need more Star Wars in there. Well, on July 13th, uh, Sunday in San Diego, members of Imperial Sands Garrison and its sister Star Wars costuming clubs participated in the San Diego Pride Parade for the very first time, supporting San Diego LGBT Pride, a nonprofit organization producing civic, cultural, and educational programs to support and encourage pride within San Diego's LGBT communities. San Diego Pride is the largest single-day civic event in the region and is among the largest prides in the United States, attracting over 250,000 participants and attendees. So for this event, more than 60 costume members took to the 1.5-mile parade route. There were 27 members from the 501st, both Imperial Sands Garrison and Southern California Garrison, as well as 34 from our sister clubs in Rebel Legion Sunrider Base, Mandalorian Mercs Haran Galar Clan, and Saber Guild. Many members adorned their costumes with rainbow-colored accents, which went through an approval process in order to maintain our club's adherence to quality appearance. So be sure to check out the photo link in our show notes. Within the 501st and its sister clubs, Pride Squadron is a support network for our members in the LGBTQ community. For members of Pride Squadron who took part in the event, including Pride Squadron spokesperson Catherine, DS52333, who is local to San Diego, this event was especially poignant. She says... When I decided to make this event happen for the Southern California clubs, I had no idea that we would have a turnout of almost 70 people. This event is near and dear to my heart, and it was fantastic to see it so well received. I'm from Washington State originally, and Seattle Pride is a big event there. I didn't think we'd get this much of a response in the event's first year, and I was so happy to be surprised by our amazing turnout. She provided the following quotes from some of our participants. DZ3774. I know for my daughter, she greatly enjoyed being able to be herself and to be supported by friends and loved ones and all the costume clubs for being exactly who she is and not having to hide it. That kid was thrilled to be there. The energy in the crowd was amazing. ID 19265. This was my first pride ever. Getting to do it, Star Wars, meant a lot to me. I have a picture my stepmom took of me on the route, and it kind of sums up how all of it made me feel. Rebel Legion member said, This was the first time my father saw me trooping, and the first time he has shown true support since I came out as ace, asexual. He flew out from Virginia to see me in the parade. TI-8538 said, It was my partner's first troop, and we were holding hands and high-fiving everyone. It was amazing for the support from non-LGBTQ members also. It was the best pride I have ever been to, to be there with my chosen family. That's so awesome. Weird Al's 2019 Strings Attached Tour just wrapped up on September 1st. Empire's City Garrison had the honor to attend his July 20th concert in Queens. Troopers checked in at 4 p.m. and were settled in an air-conditioned room to change in, thankfully, as the temperature was 98 degrees Fahrenheit that night. With water, pizza, and ice cream and popsicles, 
J.W. from the backstage crew showed the troopers the blocking and the choreography to be performed during The Saga Begins. Once the concert was ended, Weird Al came to thank our members and was kind enough to take pictures with them and autograph a few of their items. They wrapped up at 10 p.m., although TK's Chris and Joe remained for an additional 30 minutes to attend the VIP party in order to greet the guests and give them a chance to have their photos taken with our stormtroopers. Always a blast to support Weird Al, and we hoped we can participate in his next tour as well. been seeing lots of Weird Al pictures over uh, social media. It's great to see so many of our members uh, being able to participate. Yeah, I can't believe how many tours or how many concerts he did in just the short summer. On the morning of July 27th, Empire City Garrison attended a mini Comic Con at East Islip Public Library. Trooping duo Chris TK6744 and Ron SL5928 were there to represent the 501st, and they were later, later joined by members of the Saber Guild who were appearing in the afternoon. Minicon was a pop culture mini convention that focused on science fiction, fantasy, and comics. It was open to all ages and featured dealer tables, activities, costume contests, and more. Many of the kids and adults were in costume and had fun participating in the various activities. It was a very well-attended uh, con and a huge success for the library. ECG hosted a blasted trooper for the second hour of their appearance, and the kids had a great time blasting the trooper. Check out the photo in our show notes of the nerf darts stuck on TK6744's armor. On the afternoon of August 3rd, Empire City Garrison attended a Universe of Stories event at North Babylon Public Library. Brent, TD22071, Everett, CC71181, Chris, TK6744, Ron, SL5928, and Joe, TK91452, attended, but of special note, it was Everett's first troop with ECG, and the garrison is thrilled to have him aboard. His Captain Rex looks, looked fantastic, and he worked the crowd like a pro. This event was a mini-convention theme that focused on science fiction, fantasy, and comics, and it was to help encourage summer reading and bring people into the library. Like the others, it was open to all ages and featured activities, games, and more. The kids were in costume and had a blast with all the activities the library provided. Although there was light attendance, our troopers made the best of it and roamed outside as well, recruiting some folks to participate, you know, just random people on the streets that you just yank into the library, apparently. (laughs) Well, as we mentioned in the last episode, across the USA, the summer reading theme was a universe of stories. So we had even more library visits than usual on August 24th at the Henry Waldinger Memorial Library. So the last but not least for our ECG reports, Chris, TB6744, was a trooper of one at the Star Wars event. Like many libraries, this one focused on Star Wars to convey the theme of a universe of stories. They did Star Wars bingo. They made Star Wars masks and Yoda puppets, even held a raffle. There were about 30 kids and their families that attended, and they all had a great time. As always, thanks to Chris, TK6744, for those reports, and we'll have links to photos from each ECG troop in our show notes. Eight members of Star Garrison's North Texas squad visited Scottish Rite Hospital for children in Dallas, Texas, on June 17th. For many 501st members, to be able to make hospital visits is noted as one of the top reasons why we become members of the 501st Legion. 
the squad was able to visit several of the pediatric patients and their families. They visited the playroom where they played air hockey, Connect Four, painted and shot some hoops with several patients. They delivered a wagon full of toys to be distributed among the patients. Members thought it was great to see the smiles that greeted them as they walked down the hallways, considering the circumstances. There was a mom and her daughter who were registering, and the mom was so excited to see our members. As they walked away, it was overheard that the mom told her daughter that the Star Wars character's appearance was a good omen, and everything was going to be fine. This is the signature type of troop that truly amplifies our bad guys doing good slogan. Thank you, Texas Scottish Rite Hospital for Children, for allowing our troopers to bring a little joy and many smiles to your precious children. Star Garrison's Imperial Rough Rider Squad headed back to Hemisphere in San Antonio for another screening of a classic trilogy, or Age of Rebellion trilogy, on July 2nd. In June, it was A New Hope, and this time it was The Empire Strikes Back. The squad deployed Darth Vader, three stormtroopers, a snowtrooper with an E-Web blaster, and an Imperial gunner, and were joined by their counterparts in the Rebel Legion and Saber Guild. Guests were excited to see Darth Vader present with his troops, as well as the impressive size of the E-Web. Guests alternated between taking photos, sitting next to various members, or operating the E-Web. After the initial wave of visitors, troopers walked the grounds to get candid photos with guests while they and their kids enjoyed the amenities of the park. The kids asked lots of questions, such as what our jobs were, if Vader was everyone's boss, and how old you had to become a stormtrooper. Um, thanks to TK21563 for that report. Does uh, anyone know what an E-Web is? I don't. Yeah, it's that, it's that thing that uh, the snowtroopers uh, were about to shoot at the Falcon while uh, in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, the, the, big one, the, big, the big cannon they bring out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was imagining a spider web, like shooting uh, <laughs> projectile weapon, like, you know, a Spider-Man <laughs> improvised, you know, Star Wars device. Okay, so that explains it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, some Garrison brought one to um, Celebration. It was over yes, it was uh, by, by the table where you had to sign up for the droid hunt. I don't remember which unit yeah. brought it, but yeah, there was one there too. So last but not least, Star's Imperial Rough Rider Squad headed to Hemisphere again for the final classic screening, Return of the Jedi, on July 23rd. Although it was late in the afternoon, it was still an unrelenting 93 degrees in downtown San Antonio. Stepping out from their preparation quarters, the troopers were blitzed by an invasion of small creatures who were clearly elated to be on the offensive, as evidenced by their ear-to-ear smiles. Flanked by Boba Fett, two stormtroopers, a TIE pilot, and a biker scout, whose thoughts were clearly, here we go again, Lord Vader's small squad made it across the harrowing playground to find more solid footing near the fountains. There, they happily continued to take photos with the attendees as they either left for the day or arrived for the evening screening of Jedi. Thanks to Chad, BH51113, for that report. Star Garrison's North Texas squad, along with their Rebel Legion counterparts in Kessel Base, also attended screenings of the original Star Wars trilogy, A New Hope, on August 4th, Empire Strikes Back on August 15th, and Return of the Jedi on August 18th, all hosted by the Majestic Theater in Dallas. One dollar from each ticket sold went to the Peter Mayhew Foundation, raising a total of $1,402. North Texas Squad are all proud to continue the work of our favorite Wookiee and dear friend Peter Mayhew and his lovely wife Angie. 
Troopers enjoyed entertaining those who came to see the movies. Plus, they had a little fun with some backstage shenanigans. North Texas Squad would like to thank the Majestic Theater for their gracious hospitality. On July 11th, the Keith A. Campbell Memorial Library at Fort Sam in San Antonio, Texas, organized a cosplay day. Although it was open and free to all school-aged children on the base, and last year almost 100 people attended, this year there were only around 30 people who attended the event. For better or worse, perhaps due to the time of day and being a Thursday, only one member, Imperial Rough Rider Squad's IG-10368, from all the invited costuming organizations, was able to appear. However, it all balanced out as attendance for the event was low as well. Still, the children had fun making capes with markers, watching Harry Potter, visiting with a life-size Imperial gunner, and playing games scattered throughout the galaxy. I mean, the library. There's a link to a picture, a photo gallery, rather, in our show notes. And thanks to Paul, DZ27949, for that report. We're staying in Texas on Saturday, July 20th. Star Garrison's Imperial Rough Rider Squad assisted in a very coordinated and strategic surprise engagement proposal by Central Texas Squad's TX81866 to his now fiance, spoiler, she said yes, at the Liberty Bar in San Antonio. Guests included friends and family of the future bride and groom, Lord Vader, SL42680, and two stormtroopers, TK4764 and TK10213, were present along with the future groom, TX81866, fully suited up as a death trooper. Get this, when he dropped to one knee in a suit to pop the question. Uh, I think every, a lot of other stuff popped in the suit as well as he dropped to one knee. <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> Craig, and thanks for that report. Oh, congratulations to the couple. On July 20th, the Leon Valley Public Library in San Antonio, Texas, invited Star Garrison's Imperial Rough Rider Squad to help them celebrate the anniversary of the moon landing and space exploration. The librarians and staff took many photos with and of IG-10368, TK-12462, and TK-21463, plus introduced them to the rest of the library where the public was. For the first part of the troop, squad members visited with the 10 or so people that came specifically for the event, and then after about the halfway mark, the troopers began patrolling the rest of the library. The library staff was very gracious, and after lots of fun photos and an overall good troop, they called it a day. Thanks to John, IG10368, for that report. August 3rd saw the culmination of Diamond Garrison Trooper Jimmy, DS39849's hard work as the inaugural Diamond Bash launched an evening of excitement that culminated in a donation of $9,111.13 for Make-A-Wish Mid-South. Jimmy brainstormed and carried through with the idea of hosting a fundraising gala for Make-A-Wish and more than a dozen legionnaires answered the call. Centennial Club in Conway, Arkansas was the sold-out venue, and attending event-goers were treated with music from the Conway Symphony Orchestra, a delicious meal, and many photo ops with garrison members. Afterwards, attendees had the opportunity to bid on amazing items in the live auction, and there was even a cake decorating contest and VR gaming. What an amazing amount raised in just one night for Make-A-Wish. Next up are some reports from Death Star Garrison in Brazil. Members of the Garrison and Galactic Academy attended one day of a three-day-long tattoo expo in Sorocaba City. 
The garrison was invited to promote themselves and spread the word about the 501st Legion's work in Brazil and around the world. There was a great gathering of more than 200 tattoo artists from Brazil and the world who will gather to show off their skills, exchange experiences, and above all, get together. There were also booths to reveal new technologies and products, materials and equipment for tattoo art and body piercing. And of course, a link to photos in our show notes. Once again, Death Star Garrison was invited to exhibit at Campinas Anime Fest, a pop geek culture event. The garrison set up a Star Wars themed display, and thanks to nearly a dozen members volunteering, helped bring the magic of Star Wars closer to the fans. They also worked on recruiting the members and spreading the word about the Fire First Legion to the event's attendees. The event also hosted a food collection for local organizations, and this raised three tons of food thanks to an estimated attendance of 4,000 people. On August 24th, Death Star Garrison was a special guest at the first pop geek culture festival in the city of Itapetininga, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. They set up a booth to promote their garrison and the 501st Legion to let attendees know about our missions around the world and right there in Brazil. The event also hosted television media, newspapers, and social networks, as this was a brand new type of event for the city. It attracted a lot of media attention. The garrison also had the honor of meeting Bruna, a student from APAE, a Down Syndrome children's school. Bruna painted a picture of Master Yoda during the event, and you can see a photo of it in the gallery that we'll link to in our show notes. Thanks to Daniel, TI19760, for those reports from Death Star Garrison in Brazil. The Japanese garrison participated in Relay for Life Japan 2019 in Miyagi from August 31st to September 1st. This was their third time participating in a Relay for Life event. They attended the Miyagi Relay last year and won in Fukushima August 11th to 12th, 2019, the latter of which was attended by TK3416, TK12291, TK70302, and BB-8. There were a lot of participants at the Miyagi Relay who remembered the garrison from last year and were happy to see them back at the Relay for Life event. After the opening ceremony, TK12291 marched with a banner with familiar survivors at the Survivor's Walk. She was happy to be able to keep participating in the 501st Legion's wonderful activities after overcoming cancer herself. After the Survivor's Walk, troopers participated in various events such as relay walking, belly dance, silent walking, gymnastics, and cheering party overnight. Through this event, the garrison members realized that cancer does not sleep 24 hours, and cancer patients are fighting 24 hours again. We'll have links to photos from both relays in our show notes. Thanks to Hideo, TK3416, for those reports. There are two of the biggest conventions on the East Coast, Fan Expo Canada in Toronto and Dragon Con in Atlanta, Georgia, are usually in direct conflict. But this year, Fan Expo shifted a week up, which enabled several 501st Legion members the ability to travel to both. Not me, though. My clan just did Fan Expo. We arrived in Toronto Wednesday evening and stayed through Monday afternoon. Every evening, we got to meet up for a dinner with 501st family and catch up during the day with people we only get to see once or twice a year. Although I only had the chance to troop for a short time on Friday, which I regret, but there's so much to do at this show between media celebrities and comic creators that I was overbooked, even for a four-day show. And there weren't even any Star Wars guests this year. But my family enjoyed getting to meet the voices of Optimus Prime and Megatron, 
Peter Cullen and Frank Welker. Frank Welker's also Freddy and Scooby-Doo. We also met the cast of Smallville and Commander Riker, Jonathan Frakes of Star Trek fame. But back to the 501st news. Canadian Garrison and their booth neighbors, the Rebel Legion and Mando Mercs, once again had a fantastic setup in the hallway right outside the main exhibit hall. Between photo donations, blast a trooper, and a raffle with some amazing prizes, the combined efforts of the 501st Legion, Rebel Legion, Mando Mercs, Galactic Academy, and Droid Builders, and most of all, thanks to the generous attendees of Fan Expo, $14,367.21 Canadian was raised for Make-A-Wish Toronto. 14000 That's incredible. Well done. Yeah, they had some very awesome prizes. They had some helmets that were donated, um, a TV, like a 42-inch TV that was donated. Uh, George Perez, who was a really famous uh, comic book artist, he donated artwork. It was tons of stuff for the raffle, and everyone loved playing Blasted Trooper, so that was always busy. Awesome time. Dragon Con, the yearly homecoming con of the 501st Legion, the place where we really first gathered together as an organization. Once again, we had a recruitment table joined with our fellow Star Wars costuming clubs. Saturday morning saw us marching in the traditional Dragon Con parade, including Georgia Garrison's impressive sand crawler vehicle. Another Legion tradition is the Mixer. This was on Saturday night and saw members of the 501st Rebel Legion, Mando Mercs, and Dark Empire gathered to get their party on, as only us crazy costuming Star Wars fans can. 501st founder Albin Johnson was featured as a guest panelist spreading the good word about the 501st and R2KT. Dragon Con is certainly like no other, one of the only massive non-corporate-run conventions left. It has a devoted fan base all its own. Attend one, and you're hooked. For more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. They publish a data burst from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather data from. That's Roku Depot, dot com. Member Shoutout. This episode's shout-out is to June 2019 Trooper of the Month, Carrie Marola, IAS39393 of Neon City Garrison. Here's the nomination she received. Carrie has always been a hard-working member of Legion Command, working as one of the Legion webmasters. She is responsive, action-oriented, and professional in everything she does to keep the Legion infrastructure running. She's the only member of Legion Command who got a 100% approval rating by the Legion Council in her ratification poll in 2019. She upgraded the Fiber First Legion forums to meet with the new privacy standards in certain countries. She created a list of all the Legion officer and list of all the Legion's administrative team members. Anytime there's a request made, or even when she just sees a need, she answers the call and makes it happen. She's the first person people turn to when they need something be that a normal member, a member of the LC, or a member of the Legion Command. For uh, members of the LC looking for how to do something within their garrison through the Legion forums, Carrie created a CO's list of how to do things that explains for the most commonly asked CO question how to do certain things. She also created council duties, guides, and tips, a more or less introduction for new members joining the LC for the first time to get them started. She wrote the 2019 
proposals process explaining step-by-step how the members of the CRC team would conduct business in a clear manner that was easy to read, follow, and understand in relation to proposals to make changes to the charter slash OP. She assists each and every aspect of the normal day-to-day operations of the Fire Force Legion on a daily basis. She fulfills unit CS change requests in the unit command staff changes 2019-2020 thread. If a member of the Legion officers or the admin teams needs something new to help them do their tasks easier, she makes it happen. She assists all the detachment leaders with the mountain of CRLs that need adjustments or fixing. She's one of the managers of the CRC team and a driving force to keep it all on track and moving forward in a timely manner. She sets up all the LCS forms permissions and includes everyone who's supposed to get an email by department into the correct listing. I could go on and on about Carrie and all that she does for the Legion, but I'm sure there are even more things she does that most people are not even aware of. Carrie is a real asset to the Fire First Legion and one who has not been recognized enough for all that she does. She's also one of the nicest people you ever talked to. For someone who does so much every day for the Legion and all of its members, she deserves to be Trooper of the Month. Congratulations, Carrie. Well deserved. Yes. Wow. We love those uh, those heroes that keep us uh, moving along day to day and, and getting better keep and better. Yeah. That's fantastic. Move along. I see what you did there. <laughs> As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast can be tuned in via iTunes, podcasts.com, or Stitcher. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as The 501st Legion, or go to Facebook.com slash The 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501st Legion, or go to Twitter.com slash 501st Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. The 501st Cast is now also available on the iHeartRadio app. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it follows generally accepted ground rules for Star Wars fan groups. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. Used under authorization. This next mission report definitely had to go at the top, as it's the first time we've had a report that I can recall from Gibraltar, if I can say the word. Let's try that again. For many 501st members, to be able to make hospital visits is... um, Notes is... Sorry, it was supposed to be noted. Got it. Okay, I'll restart that. They visited the playroom where they played Air Squad, was able to visit several of the pediatric patients... Oops. There's a I'm like, what's Air Squad? <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 yeah, I need new glasses. They visited Looper. the play. But take two. <laughs> they visited the playroom where they played air hockey, connect four, painted, and uh, oh boy, and showed uh, and painted and and I think did it was shot. Supposed to be shot shot some hoops. Got it. Okay, uh, take three. Here we go again. Will this never end. <laughs> 